If there ever was a day for some PFTOT, it's today because we could only fit so much into our normal show on the day after the first round of the draft. Some guys that we didn't really talk about all that much, Chris. We're going to talk about them now. We have found five guys who are worth more discussion. And let's start with the seventh overall pick in the draft, Josh Allen. No, this is not a repeat of last year's show, in part because we didn't do PFTOT last year. But for the second straight year, the seventh pick in the draft is Josh Allen. Last year, Bills quarterback. This year, the Jaguars have him fall into their clutches. Pass rusher that makes a good defense potentially a heck of a lot better, Chris. I mean, serious. Holy defense, Batman. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars are already one of the best defenses in football. And they get a guy like Josh Allen, uh, where really I think this is where he deserved to be about picked. You know, there was a lot of conversation that he'd be a top two, top three pick. Uh, because of all the sacks he had in college. I did not look at him as that type of talent. I really thought he was more of a between 6 and 12 type of player. But Jacksonville, I mean, they had a first-round defensive lineman last year in Taven Bryant out of Florida. I mean, we already know they got Yannick Ngatwe and Clayus Campbell and Marcel Darius and Miles Jack at linebacker and Telvin Smith and the best cornerback duo in football with Gibson. and I mean, uh, not Gibson, excuse me, Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. So uh, here is another guy to come off the edge and just make this defense faster, more fearsome, everything about it. Really good pick by the Jaguars. And great to have that defense beefed up when you have to deal with guys like Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson That's in right. your division twice per year, right. every year. And and how, how do you not run to the podium with that pick? Because he wasn't expected to be there. He was expected to be gone by the time pick seven came around. But between the Giants going for Daniel Jones and the Raiders taking a pass rusher not named Josh Allen, but right. Cleveland Farrell instead. There was Allen for the Jaguars to take. All right, uh, another guy who plays on the defensive side of the ball who slid all the way down to 19, Jeffrey Simmons, a guy that many thought would be one of the best prospects overall. He had an off-field incident that caused a lot of concern when he was younger and also a torn ACL that was suffered while he was doing his draft prep. The Titans believe in this guy. He may have a scholarship year as he gets healthy, but this is a guy who could be a big difference maker for the Tennessee Titans defense. Yes, definitely. Could have been, you know, probably would have been a top 10 fit pick. No worse than top 15 if he doesn't have the ACL injury. I'm sure the Tennessee Titans at 19 were expecting maybe a few more defensive tackles to be on the board at that point. But there was a run on those defensive guys, and they were all gone. And, you know, Jeffrey Simmons, the only negative really is I don't think he's going to be able to contribute to your team really probably in the first half of the season really. But at the end of the day, the Titans need some more difference makers on their front seven. It's been one of the issues of their football team, and they're trying to tra change that around. They drafted a Harold Landry in the second round last year at a Boston College. is very impressive. You know, got the middle linebacker from Alabama in the first round last year as well. Got Jarrell Casey, but they needed other guys, and Simmons uh, is disruptive, extremely athletic and explosive, uh, and I think it's, yeah, maybe not, we don't see the greatness in year one, but the 2020 season when he's completely recovered, uh, I think Titan fans will be very happy that he's on their football team. No running backs were taken in the first 23 picks. No running backs, no receivers, no cornerbacks. But at pick 24, that ended because the Raiders, with their second pick in round one, take Josh Jacobs out of Alabama, which makes it abundantly clear there will be no Marshawn Lynch. I mean, he had already said he's not going to play, but he can't change his mind now because they have 
their running back moving forward. And that's the compliment to Derek Carr, assuming he's still the quarterback. Antonio Brown, the rest of that offense. And John Gruden gets somebody that he can hand the ball to a bunch of times and hopefully make things happen on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, that's right. I, I wondered whether they would use the first round pick on Josh Jacobs or maybe they would wait till the second round because they have the third pick in the second round tonight at pick 35 where I thought, ooh, maybe they'll wait there. But they didn't want to take a chance, and I understand that because I've been in John Gruden's offense, and a running back like Josh Jacobs is paramount to make it happen. You know, that's why he had guys like Michael Pittman and Cadillac Williams and Charlie Garner and Mike Allstott because Gruden's offense is not only about running the ball, which he runs the ball more than people give him credit for, but he loves the ability to use his backs, his pass catchers out of the backfield, line them up in the slot. And really, Josh Jacobs, uh, for my pro player comparison, he's Alvin Kamara. I think he's actually a little bit more of an explosive player than Alvin Kamara was coming out of Tennessee. So uh, I'm sure that's what John Gruden envisions him as. Okay, here's the ball, run, make some plays, make some people miss in between the tackles. The next play, he could be in the slot like a Le'Veon Bell, beating safeties or linebackers one-on-one in the pass game. That's what's special about Jacobs. And Bell is a guy that the Raiders were kind of linked to when he became a free agent. Right. From a cash and cap standpoint, they didn't go that route. And, and, and look, we, every year when it's time to start thinking about offensive rookies of the year, I think about running backs because those are the guys who get the ball in their hands and make things happen more often than any other player offensively. So last year it was Saquon Barkley. The year before that it was Alvin Kamara. Josh Jacobs, the first round running back the only one taken in round one he'll be the one that many of people are looking at as a potential rookie of the year for 2019 Washington took Dwayne Haskins with pick number 15 then traded back into the round with the Colts to get Montez Sweat an intriguing prospect one source told me yesterday that but for this issue with his heart he is the best pass rusher in the draft and would have been on the board and maybe would have been taken by that team but multiple teams had him off the board uh, and and there was an effort yesterday, kind of a strange effort, to put the toothpaste back in the tube with a report from NFL media that a doctor told Montez Sweat that he was misdiagnosed with, with thickness of his heart. And somebody raised the point with me, look, if that's the case, there should be a medical report sent to every team. Apparently there was not. So a strange situation, Washington taking the chance that this guy's going to be okay, and maybe he will be, but it's the kind of risk that caused multiple teams to say, we can't even consider this guy. Yeah, uh, Washington doesn't seem to be concerned about risk. You know, they, they don't. So good for them. I think Montez Sweat certainly was, if there's not this condition, is off the board in the top 12, 13 picks of the draft if there's not all this stuff that's going on around it. Now, you know, my understanding of this thing is there's multiple people, even with what he's been diagnosed with the heart in the NBA that already play with this issue. I guess it's not seen as much in football. But, you know, I know I had some friends who were concerned, but most of my friends were not concerned about it. And Washington decided to roll the dice and do it. And I don't even know if it's that big of a rolling of the dice, really, when all said and done. But the Redskins, you know, getting a Dwayne Haskins and getting a guy who I compared to an ex-teammate of mine, Simeon Rice, down in Tampa. That's what kind of player Montez Sweat is. You start to talk about their defense and their front seven right now, Mike. You know, they got those two Alabama guys at defensive tackle, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. You go, wow, there's some players. They got Reuben Foster at middle linebacker. You got Kerrigan on the edge on one side. And now you got Montez Sweat. I mean, that is some for real front seven you got to watch out for when you play the Washington Redskins. Uh, totally changes the dynamic of their football team.
And, and I will say this about Montez Sweat's condition. If it's enough to get teams to take him off the draft board, there is some risk there, and there is some yeah, concern there. Right. Now, it's, it's not like a Reggie Lewis type of a risk that he's going to die on the field like the, the former basketball player did back in the early 90s, but there is risk that, that the guy's not going to be able to play, that you're going to get to the point where the doctors say this guy cannot play, and then that first-round draft pick you have sacrificed is gone, and you don't have a player to show for it. So, you know, there's too much at stake with those first-round picks, and multiple teams decided not – to consider Montez Sweat, but Washington not bashful about trading back into round one and getting him. The Chargers not bashful about taking a guy, and we talked about this on Thursday, Chris, this whole concept of does Jerry Tillery love football? Well, the Chargers decide they love Jerry Tillery, and the good news for Tillery is he was in Hawaii. He's got a shorter flight than if he had to go all the way over to the East Coast. He just comes back to the mainland. He goes to L.A. He's with the Chargers, and he's got to be thrilled with that outcome, and if he can play like he played at Notre Dame, the Chargers are going to be thrilled to have him. Yes, they will be, and and again, yeah, I think you and I both thought it was a little bit crazy that people, you know, put a knock on a guy because he's worldly and intelligent, and they make that, oh, I wonder if he loves football you know that's a bunch of bull crap I don't like that um, but Jerry Tillery I've got an up close and personal look at this guy two years in a row working you know for NBC on Notre Dame guy's a baller he's a beast you know I'll go back to one of my phrases I say all the time there's just not a lot of guys that are 6'6 299 pounds and can move like Jerry Tillery I mean, it's scary how quick and explosive he is at times. The Chargers needed an interior defensive line. We, we, you watched the AFC Divisional playoff game against the New England Patriots. They smashed it down the face of the Los Angeles Chargers for the first half of the football game. You know, there was holes there. There I go, damn, Mike Florio could have ran and got five yards there, maybe even six. Well, let's not get crazy. Yeah, let's not get crazy. But those, those were the type of holes. They needed this I'd area. be good for three. You'd be good. I'd be good for two. Because I'm six feet tall. If you just fall down, you gain two yards. I know, and I think you would have maybe stumbled for another few, few feet to get yourself maybe four <laughs> yards or something like that. But Tillery uh, is a special athlete, and I think this was a great pick by the Los Angeles Chargers. You had him at number four on your ranking for incoming defensive tackles, and right. he had drawn plenty of interest. He had eight different teams he visited, including the Chargers. I mean, that's why we pay attention to who visits with whom. Sometimes it's smoke. Sometimes it's fire, and the Chargers. And, you know, and it, we, we talked during the show about how Cleveland Farrell had an easier time getting to the quarterback because of the presence of a great defensive line. Jerry Tillery's going to have an easier time wreaking havoc, engaging in the f up the play stat, as you call it, with Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa on the outside of the Chargers defensive line. So it looks like a win-win for the Chargers, and I'm glad they didn't hesitate over this idea that right. the guy doesn't love football. He's ready to make football his career. That's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah, that's all right. right. I think that's it. I, th I think we've covered everything that we possibly can, Chris. We had so much that we jammed into the show. We've talked about five guys we really didn't delve into from round one. On Monday, we'll be back with plenty of reaction to round two, round three, whatever else happens over the weekend. Chris, enjoy your you – you worked on a Friday. Do you feel okay? Are you okay? You're going to go need to, like, lay down for a little bit? Is this no. so, all right for you? No, I'm freaking tired, and my voice You had hurts. a big week. I know. And you I, tired. I didn't go to bed till 1.30 last night. I didn't get home till about 1 in the morning, and I was in a loud bar all night watching the draft, and my voice is strained. But don't worry. I fought through it for you, Mike. We're good. I don't care. Work on Friday. I work every day. No days off. No days off. No, I need a day off. I'm, I'm going to watch Avengers tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good weekend. See you, man. Everybody, we'll see you Monday. <laughs>